I'm Jonathan, this is Krista, and we're here to help you be a better landlord. So today we're gonna to talk about rental fraud. First of all, how common is rental fraud? Way more common than you would think. So according to a 2022 Dwellsy survey, 40% of Americans have either experienced rental fraud directly or know somebody who has and have lost money as a result. About $16.1 billion are projected to be lost this year from rental fraud in America. So it is quite prevalent, unfortunately. Wow. And so just so everyone's on the same page, when we're saying rental fraud, what exactly do you mean? There are a variety of forms of rental fraud. Um, so today we'll talk about pay stubs and income verification fraud, but there's also other kinds of rental application fraud where you're misleading people. Uh, money wiring scams have become more and more prevalent. Um, and other kinds of sneaky things like illegal subleasing. Okay, so let's talk about faking pay stubs. How do people go about faking a pay stub? It's gotten e like easier and easier as photo editing technology has gotten easier to use. So oftentimes, if somebody is comfortable, they could just do it on Photoshop themselves. Um, there are also companies out there that are taking advantage of this shady market, and they can produce a fake pay stub for $5 in less than five minutes. So kind of easy to do unfortunately which means landlords really need to look out yeah wow that's that's scary uh so when looking out for a fake pay stub what are some of the red flags telltale signs are going to include things like um people using zeros and o's interchangeably mm. that's not correct you're really going to be looking for anything that just kind of sticks out like that um, similarly if the numbers aren't properly aligned if it just doesn't look professional um, and if you see that basic information changes page to page, not good. And finally, something that I think people should really take into account. Most people aren't paid in even numbers, right? So if my pay stub says $4,000 even, first of all, bully for me. But second of all, that is less realistic than something like $3,997. Because again, most of us don't get paid in perfectly rounded numbers. So that should be your first clue to look further. Yeah, that's a good point. So if somebody, if a landlord gets a pay stub that they find kind of suspect, uh, beyond looking at the pay stub itself, how else could they verify? Sure. So it's really important to do your due diligence, which means looking up the company in question. You know, you have access to the web, look them up, see if it looks like an actual site. It should have information about how to contact the business. All legitimate businesses do. Um, it should have a greater scope outside of just being a farm for pay stubs, mm -hmm. right? Uh, you can also call them to verify employment for people um, or otherwise just make sure that they're based somewhere that makes sense. If your tenant, if your applicant has said, hey, I am a trucker in the United States, this is the only place I work, but the company is based in Japan, you should have questions because that doesn't align with what you've been told. Yeah. Uh, what about Applicants who don't have your typical nine to five, you know, consistent pay stub kind of job, they're still making money. It just may not be uh, one that has gives them a pay stub that they can actually show. So how do we verify that income? Yeah. So let's say you have a freelancer who's trying to move in. You could ask them for either a 1099 miscellaneous form. That's the tax form that contractors receive after they've been you know, hired on for a job. Um, you could also ask for their tax returns, bank statements. There are a lot of different ways that you can pull things in to verify the money that's coming in and out, even if they don't get an actual pay stub. So before move-in, what should you do if you think an applicant is faking their income? 
ooh, approach the conversation carefully. Um, in a lot of states, source of income discrimination is something that can be uh, implemented. So meaning you can't discriminate against someone based on their source of income. With that in mind, you just need to ask for more documentation. Say, hey, I wasn't able to verify your um, income based on the documentation you provided. Can you provide me XYZ documents by this date in order to move forward? It might be a bit of a hassle for people who are actually engaged renters who want to have your property. But if they want to live there, they're likely to follow through. Bad actors, on the other hand, are going to see that you are not falling for their scams and likely just move on at that point. Okay, what if you have uh, an actual tenant who's already moved in and you're starting to think they may be faking their income? It's going to be a sticky situation, and I'm sorry because it's going to be complicated as well. I would say first gather all the documentation that you have at your disposal, get their rental application, anything that they provided to you. If you didn't do your due diligence before by checking into the company, as we've advised here, do that now. Um, do not confront the tenant. I would instead grab a lawyer and talk to them, let them know your concerns, share the documentation, because most likely this is going to lead to an eviction. Yeah. Never a fun time. A very expensive time, which is not fun. Okay. So we've talked about renter fraud. Uh, what can landlords do to best avoid it? So... Unfortunately, it's going to be a matter of doing your due diligence, which means as you're getting in rental applications, you want to take these tips and run with them. You want to be checking to see if the O's and zeros are being used interchangeably, um, if everything looks accurate and professional, if it's physically aligned on the page. But if you want to go a step beyond that, we do offer something called Income Insights with TurboTenant Premium subscriptions. So Income Insights is provided through TransUnion, who also does all of our tenant screening. They're fantastic. And when you are verifying an applicant's self-reported income, TransUnion pops up and says, hey, this is within the range that they actually are making based on all of our documentation, or hey, this is less than what they're actually making or more than what they're actually making. So it's a good way to get a better feel for what your applicant is actually bringing in so that you can make the right choice about whether or not they are fit for your rental. This gives you a little more confidence that they're telling the truth before they move in. Exactly. Exactly. So it's a great way to cap everything off. I wouldn't say only use Income Insights. You want to use every single tool in your toolbox to make the right decision. Yeah, makes sense. Okay. Well, thanks for talking us through renter fraud. And if you out there have any other questions of anything we didn't cover when verifying income, leave them in the comments below. Don't forget to subscribe. Subscribe.